Welcome back to the Urban Alchemy Podcast. I'm Eric Hawthorne. And I'm Jane Banks. Today we're going to be discussing one of the albums that defined our college careers, Kanye's sophomore album, Mr. Banks. That is Late Registration. Now, Late Registration, of course, is a sophomore album by Kanye West, his follow-up to his wonderful album that we discussed previously, The College Dropout. Now, Late Registration has a lot of great tracks, and it has some tracks that aren't so great now in my opinion but i think that this album really did seal uh kanye's place in you know pop culture don't you think definitely this really solidified him as a heavy hitter in the hip-hop game i mean this is he had features on the first album but those are more so his friends and label mates and this one he kind of branched out more you saw him experimenting more and kind of got more of a handle on what did and like you said this guy this is his track listings kind of hit or miss because he was just trying different things and then there were certain tracks you can tell he was just doing the features for you know publicity yeah 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 and i think that what i like about this album is that the Singles are good, but I like the songs that aren't didn't blow sleeper up. hits. Yeah, sleeper hits, and we'll get to really what those songs are because I think you and I can agree on several of those. Yeah, we definitely have more of a consensus this album than we did with the college dropout. There's a few of our tracks I was super surprised to hear you didn't you weren't you know on your favorite list, and a few that you were surprised to hear was on mine. So this one we are more on the same page in regards to what was a hit and what was a miss. Yeah, yeah, I am actually going to agree with you on that. And, you know, I think we should just go ahead and jump into it. And we're going to start out with the first track. Oh, before we get into that, this was eight. Well, this album was coming to us. Once again, Rockefeller Records, 2005. I always like to say the date just to remind people the, the span of time we were in when this came out. Because 2005 was a whole different world than 2021 that we live in now. Uh I mean, when did this album come out specifically in 2005? August 30th. Okay, so that's right before Hurricane Katrina, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, because this is the year of Kanye, basically. Yeah, this is his 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 breakout into mainstream uh, popularity because Gold Digger. Is I believe that, that was the crowning jewel that was just like this Kanye guy's serious business. He he did a phenomenal. I think this is probably one of the best sophomore albums in hip hop, you know, in our lifetime because he really did follow up the college dropout with everything he had. He was on every award show. He was you know doing all the hits on everything. He was doing multiple videos once again, and yeah, and and I uh, we'll we'll get to it with it. With the track breakdown as we go through it. Go ahead with uh, track one. All right. Track one is an opener, a very important opener, because it's one of the last times that we get to hear the comedic talents of Mr. Bernie Mac himself. Uh, and he is basically playing the dean of the college once again. Basically, since the title of the album is Late Registration, Kanye's coming back to school. Right. And Bernie Mac sees him and he's like, oh, I knew you. I knew I was going to see you again. I knew you knew I was going to see you again. And he basically is taunting him. And he's like, what are you what are you doing? Wake up. Wake up, Mr. West. Wake up. And so what did you think about just the intro? I mean, it's not very long, only like no, maybe no, no. 20 seconds, if that. I mean, I love the way he uses the skits to contextualize different things like that was a layered skit i mean it's pretty much i have that feeling i mean I, as i've told you many times when we first partook on this journey i understand what Kanye west is talking about <laughs> like right. when you, you're trying to create something and you have 50 people telling you it's not going to work or you can't do it this way and you just have such a huge vision for what you want to happen and it's either you're going to listen to these people or defer to their experience or you're going to do your own thing. You know, I, I definitely know what it feels like to have someone telling you, wake up. This isn't realistic. Wake up. You can't do it like that to actually have some sort of success like you have with the college dropout. And then people still telling you, like, that was just a one off. Like, that's not going to carry over. It's just like a, people did think Kanye was probably going to be like a one hit wonder or one album flash in the pan. But this sophomore album was pretty much him saying nah i'm here to stay this is who i am enjoy this good music yeah i definitely will agree and i think that one of the things that i like about this album 
is that it is, it is a continuation of his story, his life story. The things that we didn't get in the first album, he's detailing right here about family, friends, hardships. It, it goes on and on. The relationship with his mother. I think all of that is really important to understanding Kanye. And if you listen to, well, we'll get to it later, but the, we'll we'll talk about the track Hey Mama. But that really shows his and admiration. Roses. Well, yeah, Roses, but I'm just saying, you know, people talk about the mental stability of Kanye West right now. But after hearing that song back then, uh, Hey Mama, I said, once he loses his mother, he's going to lose his mind. And that's exactly what happened. But we'll we'll get to that. But the next song. I'm going to let you finish. You're going to let me finish? Beyonce <laughs> had to. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. His mama right. died. And then he had that moment. It was just like, yep. Yep. I mean, there was a lot of different stuff. I mean, he did he go to Hawaii? I think it was Hawaii. That's where he did 808s and Heartbreak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Over the next couple of years, he just broke up with uh, what was her name? Amber Rose out of the blue yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. He was doing a lot of things for uh, self-care, self-preservation, I think, um, mm-hmm. at that time. But uh, the second track of the album is Heard Him Say. Heard Him Say. I don't know why that escaped me. But Heard Him Say is a really good song. It's very simple. Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Yeah. Well, would you expect that? No, duo? no. And that's what I meant why Kanye was just trying new things. And I think he was one of the first hip hop artist to be like i'm gonna reach out to uh rock acts to do my uh courses during right. the tracks instead of r&b acts and he, he became really successful you know down the line doing that and opened the door for a lot of different features on different hip-hop songs in years to come right and this is one of those uh songs those singles that has two two different videos right. one of the videos is more of an illustration it's in black and white and the other one is where uh kanye is inside of a very large department store I it was bloomingdale's bloomingdale's yeah uh do they have bloomingdale's I, still? I, think, I believe it's closed down since then but okay i mean you know amazon <laughs> right 16 years i mean it's been quite a quite a long time but in this song he basically talks about the hardships that go on in the hood with family uh thinking that they're going to get rich playing the lottery and stuff like that there's a lot of different things it talks about economics poverty the song is uplifting i don't oh, think yeah. it's sad or depressing or anything like that it just details like this is what people in the hood look up to we got to go cop cars since we can't cop cars yeah I, I think very good wordplay in this song i mean what, what do you think no, excellent work. Yeah, you're right. It, it's it's a, it's a hopeful, uplifting song, but it's also carries with it immense sadness just yeah. of the struggle and seeing the people you love struggle around you and you trying to help them while still trying to pursue your interests and pursue your dreams and whatnot. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful song. Beautiful song. Adam Levine has a beautiful voice and he does a, such a great chorus on this song and it's just enchanting almost. And yeah, I love the two videos, the illustrator one, the black and white. I love art as most people know. So that, that really was just something I love to watch in and out. And then the other one was just him and a bunch of kids living in Bloomingdale's. And, you know, I think we've all, as kids, had that fantasy of living inside a store and then everybody leaves and you just get to do whatever you want. And I understand the symbology of that, of Kanye West finally being able to wake up in that store and really do whatever he wants because he's that superstar now that has att- attained that level of, you know, a success. And, you know, he's just always doing different things with his videos, his music, his his features. And that's really became a hallmark of what Kanye West is. Yeah, I I really did uh, like the song. So, you know, it's a good song. But um, I think what was most interesting about it was the, like I said, the depressing nature as opposed to the upbeat melody, if you will. I think it sampled a Nat King Cole song? I'm not quite sure. Heard him say contains samples from someone that I used to love by Natalie Cole. Natalie Cole. Okay, well, excuse Daughter me. of Nat King Cole. Yes. Close. Okay. Kind of yeah. like uh, Adam Clayton Powell and <laughs> Colin Powell. <laughs> Deep cut. Anyway. Inside joke for you folks. All right. Now, let's move on to one of the most more popular singles of the album, which was Touch the Sky, which was actually produced by Just Blaze. I think this is the... Just Blaze? Right. When Just Blaze was a thing, uh, working with Rockefeller. But but an excellent song, nonetheless. Once again, man is detailing 
what he's gone through in his life. I mean, when he talks about, you know, me and my mama got in the U-Haul van, just picked up and left, you know, I was like, I felt that. I oh. felt that just starting <clears throat> over again. So just to go back to the line you had quoted in regards to uh, the U-Haul van, the whole line is, I felt like bad boy street teams, I couldn't work the locks. Super deep cut if you're a hip-hop fan right. because the locks was one of the greatest hip-hop uh, collaborations, but for some reason, they didn't work. And it was just like, well, it also yeah. goes back to Bad Boys. Well, Bad Boys yes. tried. Bad Boy has never been successful with any artist for a long period Outside of time. Of Biggie. <laughs> right. And then Bad Boy was trying to put, uh, not Mace, but Jada Kiss and Styles P and them in shiny suits. Yeah. I mean, that's not their style. Right. You know, they're more street. And then back then they were trying to have the big puffy shiny suits. And, you know, Bad, Bad Boy and the locks did not work out. So that is an excellent like line right there yeah yeah absolutely and yeah just to quote the uh line i was looking for could have keep it at home i thought i needed a knee along i'm trying to write my wrongs but funny of them saying wrongs help me write this song i was just blown away by that lyrical wordplay by kanye just it was because yeah if you grew up in our generation knee along was like that definitive bad chick. Like she was the right. girl next door that we all wish we lived next door to. Right, right. She's still a beautiful uh, actress. Oh, still looks black, don't crack. Yeah, still looks absolutely the same. Also, just kind of skipping around, but in the video, Tracy Ellis Ross mm. is in this video as well, along with Nia Long and Pamela Anderson Lee, uh, or Pam. And I think that was pretty cool for the time too. I mean, they were all oh, still. Yeah. Pretty Relevant. big stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty big stars at the time. It was an overload. I mean, Kanye West was like somebody from my demographic who loved pop culture, just the whole evil Knievel theme of it all, which he got sued for. He did. And I think they kind of like sullied his name. Like, bro, he was trying to pay homage to you, and you're just going to sue this brother? But nah, it, it just goes back to show, like, Kanye West had his fingers on the pulse back then. Like, he was so ready to just say, this is my childhood. These are the people I grew up with. These are the people I love. And people really, really uh, responded to it. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty good song. I oh. mean, that was my first introduction to Lupe Fiasco. Lupe Fiasco, yeah. And he, yeah, after that, he released Kick Push. People weren't feeling it. But he, after he released uh, Food and Liquor, it was like, yo, this guy is one of the best out here doing it. And once again, like I said in our first Kanye West talks, Kanye West is all about Chicago. And he said early on in his career, he's going to put Chicago on the map, more so than Common, more so than Twister. And he did that. He, he definitely brought a, a, a large amount of people to the forefront. And Lupe Fiasco, Lupe Fiasco probably being one of the major people we can look at and say, okay, Kanye definitely put them on. Yeah, definitely. Um, but overall, pretty good track. Great I, track. I would say it was something that I uh, listened to in my youth, but now that I'm older, um, it's a lot more relevant. Absolutely. Track four is probably the biggest single off the album. Absolutely. Uh, that's not even enough for debate, I suppose. Gold Digger featuring Jamie Foxx. And a lot of people may not know the background of this song, but initially, I think this song was supposed to be on college dropout if i'm correct but kanye was still playing around with the uh bead and everything like that in the sample which samples a ray charles a ray charles song but then we have jamie fox play ray in the ray charles movie ray uh and i think that kanye said you know what i like that this goes together, okay? We work together on slow jams. You know, let me go ahead and put uh, Jamie on the track. And it, let me tell you something. It was probably the smartest thing he's ever done out of his career. Now, I don't think he performs Gold Digger anymore because of the message it gives. Kind of like Jay-Z doesn't perform Big Pimpin'. But this song probably got you to buy the album. Yeah, this song was the trifecta of everything coming together at the right time. You had Kanye West, who was at the height of his powers. You had uh, Jamie Foxx, who everybody was like blown away that he could actually sing. And then you had him having this incredible movie that, that was re- uh, that was reintroducing Ray Charles to a younger audience. And then on top of that, you had uh, Hype, Williams. Hype Williams. Yes. Hype Williams do this video that is just so stunning and beautiful and vivid with the pinup girls. And it was just like, 
this is everything. This is the perfect storm of what Kanye needed to push him into superstardom. And this was the song he was performing on all the all the award shows. And just it was amazing. It was just everywhere. It was the song you could not get away from in that year. Yeah, um, I would say that, like I said, this is the biggest song off the album. It probably got you to purchase the album. But I think that it I don't necessarily think it's the strongest or best song off the album would you agree with that no no not definitely not my favorite song definitely not the song that had the most longevity in terms of my musical preference but for that time it was just such a huge imprint and i felt like i was a part of some sort of exclusive club (laughs) because it was like that was the first time in my life i was ever like this is my person. Like, I right. was on the Kanye bandwagon before any of you people were, you know, back when you guys were saying he couldn't make good music. And now you guys love this guy. And it was just my first taste of being like, uh, feeling like I was a, a trendsetter or a tastemaker. Right. You know, had some sort of uh, insight on music. And I got to tell my brothers, you know, tell my older brothers who was picking it up. Like, nah, this is Kanye. Let me show you some good Kanye music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Good, good track, good solid track. But uh, track five uh, was as upbeat as Gold Digger was. Track five was really a slow, slow, slow grind. Um, no, I don't like that. Track five is a skit. Track five is a skit? Yeah, it's the Broke Five Broke. I brought you brothers here today to start our own fraternity. Broke Five Broke. Broke Five Broke. We ain't got it. Yeah. We're going to talk about these skits, okay? <laughs> We're going to talk about these skits. Uh, the Broke Five Broke skits uh, featuring D-Ray, they're not funny to me. <laughs> they were funny back in the day. Back I in the day, them. yeah. Because <laughs> they was just some funny, because D-Ray Davis was still relatively new. Once again, Kanye West putting that Chicago uh, Chicago scene on. But yeah, it, it was funny at the time just to hear the jokes. Uh, just like, a, it, you know, we sharing jeans. If I ain't got no, if I go outside, I got the own clothing on. It was just shit like that. It was just, it was kind of like a reverse of the jokes you would tell other people, but they would tell them about themselves. Like, you so broke, blah, 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 blah. But it was, they was taking credit for it. And Kanye, you know, I, I think the, once again, his skits serve a message. And once again, they mean way more to Kanye than they mean to other people. <laughs> but yeah, these, these skits is just... I understand because I I too was part of Broke Five Broke. Yeah, we all were. We were part of the we were we were chapter members. I was vice president. <laughs> <laughs> me and me and Eric both pledged Broke Five Broke the same year. And right. Yeah, so I understand. I I relate just the struggle, but I also I understand the message of the skits. It's just like, nah, I'm not a party old broke ass group no more. <laughs> like I've moved. Like some people do be in that mentality, that broke mentality. Like being poor is a mind state. Like, it's not just some economic circumstance. It's a mentality. Like, you have to break out of that that fucking mind state that I'm here. This is all there is to it. And this is my life. No, this is not your life. It doesn't have to be like this. But, yeah, uh, I can get the skits. Uh, I skip through them. I skip through through them. (laughs) Every single time these skits are... Uh, college dropout skits kind of got a little bit old, but I still enjoyed them. I thought they were a yeah, lot yeah, funnier yeah. than the broke five broke skits because they were more varied. I will say that. Um, but, uh, it does segue into drive slow because he's talking about how they don't have any gas money. So it is a good segue into the next track, uh, featuring Paul Wall. Remember when he was popular? Yeah. GLC <laughs> never quite got there. No, nah, GLC didn't get there. But Drive Slow is more of a, to me, it's like I'm driving in a Cadillac, bumping my music down uh, the main street in my city. Kind of kind of vibe. Yeah, this was his, like I said, he was trying different things in regards to what was hip. And, of course, in that period, what was something that was new and hot was the chopped and screwed music right and of course paul wall mike uh mike jones slim thug all of them were pioneering that sound and of course kanye was just like let me try it and i've heard a lot of people hate this track this was probably one of my favorite tracks from really? this album it was just such a cool beat and i love the, the 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 saxophone in the background and this is actually a um instrumental sample from uh New Births, Wildflower, mm-hmm. which Jamie Foxx sampled for uh, his song. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm I mean. I'm just not a huge fan of the song. It's not horrible. I didn't like the remix with T.I. Um, yeah. and, and that was the video version with T.I. And it just, the song just seemed to go on and on and on a little bit too long for me uh, with the addition of Tip. But it's okay. It's forgettable. I, I, I like the, I will say I like the beat more so than the lyrics. I mean, this is a song that came out when Pit My Ride was still relatively yeah, relevant. Yeah. So they're talking about my car is like my crib. Uh, I've got more TVs in it than where I live or something yeah. like that. You know, nobody would be putting like four or five TVs in their car nowadays. It's dated. It's very, dated. <laughs> very dated, very <laughs> dated. Um, but what, what was interesting about the next track is that it doesn't feature Kanye at all. No, no. A very short, less than two minutes, I believe, but it's just uh, common rapping. Yeah. Um, not bad, but I think that Kanye was trying to, like I said, trying to do something a little bit differently uh, by having a featured artist on a song with him actually not lending anything but production. The only person I think that's really successful with that is Dr. Dre. Uh, Dr. Dre does that on all his albums. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Dre, whether people believe it or not, you got to go back and listen to his albums. He actually doesn't rap much on his albums. It's mainly tracks with featured artists or artists that take over like for instance, uh, explosive on the Chronic 2001. Uh, I mean, 2001 or whatever. But Kanye tried to do something like that, and I just think it was okay. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of common back in this day and age. There was, I don't know, I, I said Miss, Memphis Bleak did the same thing with Jay Z, uh, with Dear Summer. There's just a, which is one of my favorite Jay Z tracks, coincidentally. Right. Uh, it's called Dear Summer. It's on Memphis, one of Memphis Bleak's albums, but it's just Jay Z rapping this entire song. And it just says featuring Jay Z, just like it says featuring Common. <laughs> and I believe Com, uh, Cameron also had a song on one of, I believe it was Joel Santana's albums. And it was just him rapping. Right. It was featuring Cameron and I always thought it was just like uh, something younger acts did as a shine, sign of respect to their you know big homies or big brothers right, right. to be like this is their track you know they're on my album but I'm just giving them their own track and I, I like the I, I like the track I love Common of course so he right. was you know really he was spitting he was he had some good lines in there and then on top of that they sampled Gil Scott Heron's uh, My Way Home which I also love tremendously so it, 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 I like it. it it's a good combination for me yeah, it's not, not one of my loathed tracks. No, no, no. This is not a loathed track. It's just very it's short. Right. It, yeah. it feels almost unfinished. Mm -hmm. it, not necessarily unpolished, but unfinished, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would have much rather him throw GLC on this song right. than Drive Slow. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I was thinking in Drive Slow, the last verse that GLC spits, that seems to me like just a Kanye verse. I mean, and then he's just like, hey, GLC, why don't you take over? Because he's he raps like two or three bars mm. and then GLC comes in. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't you just go ahead and finish the verse? Yeah. Maybe a consequence would have been better in that song. Yeah. Or, yeah, or another Houston rapper. You know what that? Mike, Mike Jones or Slim Thug or anybody. Chameleonaire. Uh, I would say probably Slim Thug yeah, Slim would probably Thug. be better than Mike Jones on that song that, for that third verse. Uh, but he would just say Mike Jones, Mike Jones, <laughs> give out his cell phone, drive number. slow, two eight one three three zero three zero zero four. Yeah, I don't remember the the song. So okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> crack music. Crack music is. Now we're getting into low territory. Yeah, crack music is a very interesting song. Um, kind of what we were talking about on the last uh, song or bridge with Common. This one is interesting because it utilizes somebody like The Game, which at the time was a big time act. Luda. This is his uh, Breathe In, Breathe Out. Yes. Um, and then also it has Keisha Cole, who was big at the time. And then Charlie Wilson, who was big at the time, who was making a resurgence with his career. But they're all pushed into the background. The game repeats the same thing over and over. And I was actually surprised to see that he has writing credits for this song because I'm like, what did you write? There's yeah. there's he doesn't actually spit a verse. He barely even. 
I don't even know if you would talk say that was he sings the chorus or whatnot. He just says it. <laughs> like I'm saying things now. Right. I, I feel like Kanye and Game were in the studio, like, you know, just fin- finished up, like, recording Dreams, or you wouldn't get far or something. And he's like, hey, can you can you just put this, say this, and fill it in while I, you know, as a reference track? I probably just recorded them on the on the fly. <laughs> just like, right. yeah, that's that crack music, nigga. That real rap music, nigga. He's like, got no, it. No, real black music. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Kanye, he's basically talking about, you know, equating, well, I wouldn't say equating, but basically drawing the parallels between crack, the drug, and which is producing crack music. Um, basically talking about how in the past like our heroes and heroines got hooked on the drug and that's my only line i like yeah that, that, when that, i hear gil scott heroin got hooked on heroin because he died yes from H- hr aids from his heroin abuse right and he I, I feel like there was a better way of this track was not the track to be talking about like reaganomics and yeah. reagan and stuff like that it, it, this is the track you should put nas on to rap yeah, you know what? Yeah, I know that we could is... revamp this whole entire album. <laughs> yeah, that would have that would have been a lot better because this 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 particular track is just it's a, it's a miss. It's I don't know. I think Kanye was like, I, I like the beat. It feels like we're going to war, so I'm gonna put in you know talk about the you know the heroin epidemic and how it's transcended and transformed the black community uh in the 80s etc etc but it just didn't work for me no not at all but a song that i think worked for both of us is roses beautiful song beautiful song uh detailing the death of his grandmother correct yes a slow decline um he talks about a lot of stuff in this song you know Family dynamics and masculinity. Beautiful uh, sample also. Bill Withers, Rosie. Right. Um, I just really, I really do like this song. Yeah, Uh, it's it's one of those songs that redefined hip hop for me because it was just like, for the longest, we couldn't have this, this introspective, uh, subtle, just very sensitive reflection on family in that kind of you know time because i've had family members in the hospital i'm pretty sure you've had family members in the hospital and just that atmosphere of of togetherness for good or bad like whatever happens whatever the doctor comes through with the with the news like we're here together and you know it's just it, it it's just a hallmark almost kind of like family business that's what i was about to say it's like a continuation yeah, of family absolutely. business from the college dropout yeah it's 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 so special to me because it just i relate to it so much having had those multiple countless experience in the hospital and you know just getting that news that horrible news that the person didn't make it and just having nothing but that shared grief with your family hold you up pretty much so yeah, it's it's probably one of my favorite tracks off of any Kanye West album because it's just so so meaningful to me. Intimate song, yeah, yeah, very very good. It um, transcends hip hop to me, right? Um, now, from a song that we both like to a song that I highly dislike, um, and it was "Bring Me Down" featuring Brandy. I cannot listen to i have to skip it immediately when brandy comes in uh singing i i cannot take this song this was around the time brandy was making a comeback and kanye was doing production for her on her album Mm -hmm. and if you want to take it away on this song you can because i don't have anything positive to really say about it i really dislike it I didn't hate it as much as most people. I, I hear that a lot. But I did definitely didn't hate as much, much as most people. I find this is like the continuation of uh, uh, um, what's that? Uh, Never Let Me Down. A song that I didn't Yeah, I also didn't like because it has that kind <laughs> care of for. choir, uh, triumphant kind of 
bravado, bravado that Kanye West is known for. Like he he just has that I'm that constant ongoing flow that you know he's 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 bragging about himself. Like he's letting you folks know, like I've made it. I'm not going to stop. So you know it, it does have these weird little tracks in the middle, like uh, on my way home and bring me down, which is also very short. And yeah, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Okay. All right. Well, a song that I think we both can agree that we like <laughs> and used to be my ringtone yes. when ringtones were a thing, <laughs> Addiction uh, by Kanye West. And I listened to it yesterday, multiple times and today, and it's even more relevant to my lifestyle now. Um now, he talks about what's your addiction? Is it drugs? Is it money? Is it weed? I've been afflicted by not one, not two, but all three. And I think that, you know, in college, this was something that I thought I really gravitated toward. Not, not necessarily drugs in particular, but the drug of women, mm. the drug of myself. And the song just he he's really detailing just he he he's addicted he yeah. he has an addictive personality and he's just letting laying it all on out on the table you know uh you know this this i love women yeah this this is just what i i love and it's my drug uh Weed is my drug of choice uh money is my drug of choice i have a passion about it and i don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I, I think he's just being blunt and yeah, honest. Super honest. It is a super introspective and honest track just saying like, yo, I, and once again, we have to take a moment to appreciate these samples. Right. That also tells such a vivid backstory. And this is Edda James, My Funny Valentine. <laughs> and, the, and the sample is You Make Me Smile With My Heart. Right. And it, it really helps bring things into clarity about what, is it that makes you happy? Like, what are the things that actually make your your heart smile? You know, mm -hmm. and these are the things that he's honestly saying. It's money, it's weed, it's it's girls. Like, these are the things that that make me happy. And it's just it's it's because I can I can definitely relate being impulsive, right? And just having no self control and knowing these things are bad, but it's just like. They're here, and I'm going to take advantage. And, yeah, it's just, you know, my, my favorite line of the song is actually the outro of the song where he's talking about, like, uh, I was, I, hypothetically, I mean, don't take this seriously. I mean, you just know. Just let it be. Yeah, just, just like, you know, just me. talking about bring a friend. And yeah. it's just like, I, that's uh -huh. me 100% all day. Like, right. I was just joking. <laughs> Unless you're going to do it. Let's go and do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy because the reason why I like this song, I can't remember if it was Vibe or The Source. Yeah. One of them lambasted this this song, actually. They said it was lazy. Yeah. And I, I, I listened to it. I was like, no, nah, this is some honesty right here. You know, uh, roll up the doja and I'm co coming, coming over. over. And it's ne never over. Um, it's like a cycle that he can't break. Yeah. That's, that, that's what he says at the, at the end of every verse. And I just found it so interesting that this man would say, hey, this is this is these are my vices yeah. and I accept it. And this is, you know, but it doesn't make me a bad person. But, you know, I'm able to still do the things that I love, take care of the people that I love um, and just be the person that I am. I but, think it also speaks to our inability to connect with people without those added additives. Because yeah. in the, the, the second verse, it says, I see the emotion in your eyes that you try not to show. We get the closest when you high or you drunk, drunk or, or you we blow. blow. So I'll pour the potion so we can both get high as we can go. And it's just like, yeah, we do need that setup sometimes right. just to, you know, shake the awkwardness or shake the nerves off mm -hmm. and get us both in the mood where we can do things and not be ashamed of it and not, you know, have regrets at right. the moment. It's 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 really talking about being less inhibited. Yeah, we are getting deep. I like this. No, but no, I knew we would get get like this uh, for this song because this is a song that you know, like I said, this used to be my ringtone when I was twenty nineteen twenty years old, and I thought I understood it. But now that I'm in my mid thirties, mm. I'm like, no, it's a, the, it's a whole new meaning, and the the just the philosophical points of the song are just 
excellent. And I just can't believe that review. And I, I want to attribute it, attribute it to uh, Vibe or the source. I'm not completely sure which one it was. I'm going to say the source because that was just the magazine mm. at the time. Five mics. Five mics or whatever. But I really love the song. Absolutely. I, I love it. Uh, but... <clears throat> Well, it was a skit. We can skip that. Yeah, let's all of our comments towards the first skit yeah. trickle down to all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Diamonds from Sierra Leone remix featuring Jay Z. Um, I'm just going to be honest. I didn't like it. Um, I understand basically what he was saying with this song in terms of um, the blood diamonds and how it. Um, you know, loving the jewelry that he possesses um, and all the flashiness comes from blood. It comes from the pain and suffering of those in Africa. But I just didn't feel like the beat went with that or the I, I don't know what it was. I just don't like this. I, I feel like this should be the remix should be at the end of the album rather than right in the middle of the album because I, I like the original version far better. See, I always felt like the <clears throat> verse, Kanye's first verse from this, the remix should have been the verse on the original version. Really? Where he actually talks about conflict diamonds as opposed, and then the, and he, I feel like he has more tracks where he's talking about Rockefeller and, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on in the album, you know, in the, in the company on the original song. So I feel like that would have went way better with Jay-Z's verse in regards to what's going on. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And maybe at one point in time, it was like that. And I just understand why you would change it like that. Well, you know, it might've been like that because if you listen to, uh, the original version of diamonds, the first verse is extremely short as a, as compared to the second verse, the second verse is substantially longer. And perhaps he did some, cutting and pasting or whatnot. And maybe Jay was like, Hey, well maybe you need to do this uh, for single purposes. I, I don't know. Yeah. I like the song. Uh, it stands out to me as uh, a definite hit on this album because of Jay-Z's verse. Like anyone ever asked me, what's my favorite Jay-Z line? I tell them the in- entire, this entire Jay-Z verse is my favorite Jay-Z line. Like, but I think, one of the things that Jay-Z brings into the lexicon still to this still to this day, 16 years later, I'm not a businessman. I'm, I'm a, a businessman. Business let me let me handle my business, Dan. Yeah, it's it's so many lines in his verse that are epic. Like, uh, I mean, it, everything. I, I'm just probably going to have to say all that. Like, the, the name is mine. I'll take name for that. Or the, the chain remains. The game is on tech. The name is mine. I'll take I'll take blame for that. And I also understand what Jay-Z is talking about, having this business relationship that doesn't work out. It's just like, no, 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 no. This is, I built this. this right. Is, uh, this is all me. Uh, the pressure's on, but guess who ain't, who ain't going to crack part of me? I had to laugh at that. How could you falter when you're the rock of Gibraltar? I had to get off the boat so I can walk on water. Water. Uh, this ain't, this ain't no tall order. This is nothing to me. Difficult takes a day. Impossible takes a week. I do this in my sleep. I sold kilos of Coke. I'm guessing I could sell CDs. And then we go into, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. And that just whole, that encapsulates everything I've always strove to be in my life. Like it, that whole verse was just golden from start to finish. And it was just magical. And, and, and Jay-Z, that for me set the tone for him for who he is now. That's when I knew Jay-Z was like a serious mogul, like just not some rapper with money. Like he's an actual thinker. I I can't disagree with you on that, brother. Once uh, again, Shirley Basie sample. <laughs> Who sued him? She sued him on that? Yeah. I didn't know that. She yeah. A lot of people did not like having rappers sample their songs back in the day. You no, know who who didn't like her work sample by Kanye? Who? Shaka Khan. Really? I listened to the Vlad TV interview and Lunell uh, actually interviewed Shaka Khan uh, for Vlad TV. And she's just like, oh, yeah, I hated that. I hated that. I couldn't believe that this man has sampled my song and it came out like that. Apparently, like one, I think one of her kids or something was like so the sample to Kanye was like gave gave him permission. And she just absolutely torched Kanye for 
through the wire. Mm. Mm. Ah, it's kind of like uh, was it a Stephen King in The Shining? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, another song that I adamantly hate is We Major, and I think it is a complete waste of talent mm-hmm. for uh, Mr. Nazir Jones commonly referred to as Nas, to be on the track. I can't even listen to the song. Uh, so if you want to talk about it, you can. But we I can skip this because I cannot for the life of me think of, a, I'll go to the lyrics, but I can, this is like the other song from uh, the uh, All they say is we major, we major, we major, we major. I I just don't like the song. I don't period. like it either. Yeah, no, I, the lyrics... Yeah, there's nothing. We're not. Yeah, skip yeah, we're, yeah. Let's skip, skip it. it. Skip Nas it. Underutilized. That's a that's a that's a sin that he <laughs> right. underutilized Nas. I feel like certain names he put on these songs so people can be like, oh shit, there's a there's a there's a game song. Oh shit, there's a Nas song, and it's right. just like, no, there aren't. <laughs> right. Okay, and we'll skip over the skit, skit as well. But hey, mama, uh, hey. a song that is a love letter to his mother, um, and it is a beautiful song. I'd say one of the I'd say this in uh, Tupac's Hey Mom uh, Dear Mama Dear Mama are like the two definitive mama songs in hip hop okay you said hip hop I'm not because I was about to say a song for mama by Boys the Men uh, yeah I mean yeah in, in the hip hop <laughs> lexicon yeah I, there's a lot of good mama songs but this one is just one that and then it, when he lost his mom and he did I remember his Grammy performance and it was just so I remember just like shedding tears like it makes you think about losing your own mother and you're just like, oh, God. Right. Uh, this song really just shows the dedication he had to his mother and his mother had to him and nurturing him as a child right. and pouring into him as a child. Um, just he talks about small things, the little things like putting uh, wheels on his bicycle, uh, on his tricycle and stuff like that. How meaningful that was to him and uh, some of the things that were um, cemented in his mind, seeing his mother cry from uh, from a breakup mm-hmm. that a man was cheating on her uh, her at the age of seven, um, kneeling down on the kitchen floor and trying to comfort his mother. I think you and I have been in those situations where we've tried to comfort our mother crying in our youth. I remember um, my mom was laying in the bed when I was maybe about five years old and trying to... Uh, you know, soothe her and rub her hair and, you know, play with her hair and stuff like that. That is a very vivid mem- memory of mine. And it had something to do with my father, you know, and not saying that my father is a bad man or anything, but it was something to do with my father. I don't know what it was, but I do know that. And I just, you know, seeing that pain in my mother's face and everything like that, I can only imagine what Kanye would have went through. But, you know, he's talking about, Hey, you know, was it Forrest Gump's mama? Forrest Gump said life is like a box, box of chocolates. My mama told me go to school, get, get your, doctor, your doctor, something you can fall back on, you can profit, profit it, with. but still supported me when I did the opposite. Now, how many mothers do that? Like they <laughs> another college dropout. <laughs> you know, a lot of mamas will, you know, disown you or parents yeah. and ge- parents in general will disown you if you don't go down the life path that they expect you to. But Kanye's mother being an academic, you know, she was like, you know what? You want to be a rapper, son? I'm going to support you 100 percent. I think I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and shout out to, to my mom, uh, because when I told her my aspirations, I said, Deb, I want to start a podcast. First of all, she had no idea what a podcast was. But I was like, look, there's a there's a starter kit I want to buy with just a microphone set and a mixer. It's cost about two hundred dollars. And she gave me one hundred dollars right there on the spot that she really didn't have just to be like, you know, I see how I see how serious you are about this, you know, and I'm going to support you in whatever way you can. And other people I told in my life who I thought was going to be gun cone supportive were just like. Don't quit your day job, bro. Like, this is never, this isn't going to pan out for you. Like, you know how many people do this? And, you know, that, that's something I'll always, you know, thank her for is just believing in me. Because if she would have been like, nah, that's stupid. Don't do it. I probably would have been like, you know what? I'm just going to stick to doing things the way I'm doing it. But, yeah, you need that support and you need that that backing from the person who means the most to you in some instances, you know. I can't stress how, you know, beautiful this song is and, 
you know, just comparing his mom to poetry from Maya Angelou and Nikki Giovanni, and it's just beautiful, you know. And I, I, anybody who loves their mom really and, and doesn't feel anything when they listen to this song, you're a monster. Oh, okay. But- you're a soulless, dead monster. If you don't hear this and you just don't have memories, like you said, of, of just being with your mom and just having, like he was talking about, like, move to the shy and I caught a cold and you fixed me up chicken noodle soup, you know, good for the soul. You know, it's just things like that, like memories like that. Hopefully you do have memories like that with your mother. And that's the only reason I can imagine you would listen to this song and not feel those feelings is like you don't have that relationship. True, true. Um, I think that, he puts a, I don't, I can't really think of the, for, for the first album, but from this album. And oh, no, definitely. Yeah. Uh, through the Wire. And through he talks the, about my mom taking me to Toys R Us, Toys R Us kid. And right. Michael Jackson, Leather in the Glove, and then Give Me a Curl. Right. Five, at the end of age of six, she was arrested for the sit-ins. With that in my blood, I was born to be different. Like, she was all over the album. And then the long story at the end. Of course, of course, for on Last Call. But once again, great song. Um but you know now you if you listen to the song you'll understand what how the turmoil happened later in his life once she ultimately passed just a few years later um celebration track 17 um, another one yeah i he in this song i just thought he sounded pompous i didn't really like it what did you think yeah, uh, no, I didn't like it either. This is just the same as Crack Music and uh, We Major to me. Like, this is one of those songs I just skipped. I could, probably couldn't even name any lyrics out of it. Yeah, it is, it, I'm, I'm, I don't really want to talk about it, to be quite honest, just because I have such a disdain for it. Do you have any lyrics or anything? Uh, yeah, I have them here. Uh, I can't think of any on the fly because it's not. All I know is the chorus. Uh, celebration, bitches! Grab a drink, glove a glass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Now. Shine <laughs> all. Why is y'all lying for? I ain't never did this before. Stop that. Yeah. I don't even. Doesn't even sound familiar. Yeah, I can't even get the cadence correctly because I just don't listen to the song. But track nineteen, the. I think the pinnacle of the album, and I think the album should have actually closed with this song and probably originally did at some point in time. It's called Gone. Uh, Gone is a song featuring Consequence and Cameron. Uh, Everybody has an excellent verse on this album. I mean, on this particular track. Um, Gone is a very interesting song, I will say, uh, just because there is this whole like minute long just break where there's no vocals or anything, just the music. Yeah. And then you think the song is over and he actually comes back. Uh, 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 I love that. Oh, we can we, let's just go. Yeah, let's, let's put the appropriate amount of time for gone because this is like I think this is Cameron's last great song like i think this he stole the track for me on this song yeah he did he did an excellent job once again let's start with the sample otis redding uh it's too late have you ever heard this song yeah it's too late she's gone now oh she's gone now my baby's gone now beautiful song yeah, not beautiful vocals from you, though, but yeah. I sound exactly like Otis Redding. <laughs> oh, you sound like Otis Redding. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, no, this is a probably my favorite song on the track. Like, I think this is where, like, this is a song where, where Kanye lets, lets, and when I say Cameron did the best verse on this song, Kanye is right behind him. Like, he was spitting his heart out on this song. Uh, so many, tra- oh, so many new Oh gosh. She said she wants diamonds. I took her to Ruby Tuesday. It's just like he was spitting so hard on this song. And then Cameron comes in with such an amazing verse. It, it, it's just, I feel like this is probably the last great Rockefeller songs between, you know, two, two artists. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the lyrics now. Uh, you sweater, and I ain't even talking about a cool J. Uh, you, you a big you a big, <laughs> you a big L, and I ain't even talking about cool J. Uh, see me at the airport at least twenty, 
at least Louis. 20 Louis, <laughs> Louis, Louis, uh, treat me like the prince. And this my sweet brother, say. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at some. Says she won diamonds. I took her to. You already talked about that. Um, I love the. Uh, uh, rappers can get a job. You rappers can get a job from me. Maybe you can be my intern. Turn, and intern, intern, I'll show you how to cook up summer, summer in the winter. winter. Aaron left the raw dog. Won't really learn. Caught, caught something, something on the usher tour. tour. He had to let, let it, let it burn. burn. Whatever the hell Aaron is, had to be mad about that line. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm just looking at this, and I'm just like, man. And they and they weren't short verses either. No, no, they weren't short verses. He, he definitely didn't cheat us on this song. I mean. Um, Let's see. Go to Cam's verse. Knock, knock. Who's there? Killer Cam. Killer who? Killer Cam. Hustler. Grind a gorilla. True. Up my chinchilla blue. You ever dealt with the dealer? Well, here's the deal. Ma, we going to the dealer. Woo. I can't, I don't understand how I can rap Cameron's more smoothly than I can rap Kanye. Well, Cameron's flow is really, really it's, good. It's very synchronistic. Yeah, it's very, a, you get a cadence going. Kanye's right. will just switch it up. And then Kanye's last... Uh, verse a consequence once again he, he did okay yeah I mean he did a good job on we it. used to bubble like a tub full of cow gone uh, I like that line for some reason <laughs> but, um I think I like the last couple of lines by him uh and now the judge is telling me that I had to, had gone too far and now we've gone for 20 years doing time, time behind, behind bars and says I'm going to to a cell for for some petty crimes, I guess I've gone to the well what one too many times because I'm gone. And that, do, 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 do. yeah, yeah, and that goes into the whole like minute long, just yeah, percussion. Just like outro. Yeah, like. and then you think it's over, but then he comes back with like a vengeance. Like, yes, even with like the the strings in the background it's now amazing. come in. Uh, but you know, he's talking about how he. Was living, you know, he was living in poverty, you um, know, cheap self. Head of my time, sometimes years out. So the powers of good get me, won't let me get, get my ideas out. out. So that make me want to get my advance out and move to Oklahoma and just move to my aunt's house. house. I romance about leaving it all behind. Kanye, step away from the line. Light, light, light when, I when I was on, on the grind. In the one, nine, nine, nine. Yeah, and he's just talking about how life was like before the women came. If I could just get one beat on Hova, we can move up off this cheap ass sofa. Right. And that that whole this whole verse is just. And then he has one of my favorite lines. Uh, well, if they ever switch sides, like Anakin, Anakin. you'll sell everything, including the mannequin. <laughs> you got a new bitch now. You Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Now, people probably don't understand that now, but 16 years ago, oh Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston had very bad relationships. Uh, well, she got Brad Pitt in, like, yeah. by Angelina Jolie, and it was just like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, her relationship with uh, Brad Pitt, Jennifer, uh, what's his name? Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin Theroux. Well, that's recent. That's relatively Recent, but yeah, Je- Jennifer Aniston. That was a heavy line back then. And that, flip side, flip, ugh. and flip sides like Anakin too. <laughs> going to the dark the whole, side, the whole verse. Go ahead. How can wait, how we out here in Europe spending euros? They claim you never know what you got till it's gone. gone. I know what I got. I don't know what y'all on. I'm going to open up a store for inspiring MCs. Won't sell them dreams, but the inspiration is free. But if they ever flip sides like Anakin and you sell everything, including the mannequin, you got a new bitch. Now you Jennifer Aniston. That that whole thing right there is just like I can I understand that verse. I'll open up a store for inspiring MCs. Won't sell no dreams, but the inspiration. Doing this podcast and trying to help aspiring podcasters is that fucking line right there. Because it's like, yo, I'm gonna tell you exactly what you need to do. Whether you do it or not is gonna be whether or not the show gets done. Right. And then on top of that, niggas will sit there and be like, oh, he's not helping me. He wasn't trying to do no, I told you what you needed to do. I'm not gonna do it for you. <laughs> and I, I understand that line so great. And yeah, if you ever flip sides like Anakin, that's the first time I think I've ever heard an Anakin Skywalker line. Yeah, it was pretty bold to do that. That's why I said, you know, how important he was for the culture. I mean, this man was wearing pink. Tiny polos with the pop collar, the small backpack, the blazers and whatnot. And he's talking about something 
Uh, at the time, it was the quote-unquote last Star Wars movie that just came out that showed the saga of Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader. So yeah. to have all these pop cultural references in a song with Cameron on it, I mean, that was pretty dope. Yeah, it absolutely was. And it's just one of those things, like, once again, I felt like I was an inside club because I knew that was a lot. It's so many Kanye lines within these first three albums were like, if you don't know, you wouldn't get the line. Right. And, you know, it, it, it just made me feel like I was a part of this exclusive club. Like, yes, finally Star Wars is paying off. <laughs> you said finally Star Wars is paying off. Yeah, because I got to actually break that down to some some people who was listening to it. Like, no, Anakin Skywalker, that was Dark Vader before he flipped sides and joined the dark side. And right, it was just like, right. oh, okay, I get it now. But, yeah, that's one of my, probably my favorite song of the whole album. It's definitely mine. And I like I said, I feel like it should have been the last song. Absolutely, since he's going. He's gone. Gone, gone. And like I said, Sorry, Mr. West is gone. <laughs> that would have just been the perfect like ending to the album. Yeah, if you wake up, like the first song starts with wake up, Mr. West, Mr. West, Mr. West. That would have right. been the perfect outro. I, yeah, I'm agree. I agree with you right there. Yeah. Uh, so like, like I was talking about earlier, I felt that the Diamonds song from Sierra Leone was misplaced in the album. I, for some reason, the original version of the song is a bonus track, and the the remix is dead center in the in the yeah, album. Yeah, gap in the middle. It, it's just very very strange. Uh, but I really do like this song. He basically goes into you know he wants his respect. Um, you know he's talking about. Uh, his work he did with Alicia Keys and how she had to give him some words of encouragement that, you know, he, he can't overreact and throw a tantrum like a child. Uh, there's there's a lot of good wordplay in this song, but, you know, I just really appreciate the beat. I really appreciate what he was saying and telling, once again, his story. And um, at the time, this was prior to Taylor Swift and all this, but this was the prima donna Kanye just submitting, hey, I'm a prima donna yeah. and I'm going to overreact when I don't win because I think my work is excellent. I think my work is uh, leaps and bounds upon yours and I'm an artist and I want to be respected. And, you know, my plaque still got Kane on it when they should say Kanye, you know, hey, learn my name. Fun fact. Everybody mispronounced Kanye's name in the beginning. I did the same thing. I was True. Like, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny West. <laughs> but but he wanted his respect. And, and he got it. He, he did. Ultimately. Hard work. You got to put in the work. Uh, if right. I could just open with Kanye West's first line, close your, close your eyes and imagine. Feel the magic. Vegas on acid seen through East St. Laurent glasses. Like his vivid imagery was just like so spectacular. And the, and the, the video was black and white. Uh, Hype Williams again. Yeah, well, again, Hype Williams. Utilize that, that amazing source. But it, it, it was just such good wordplay. Uh realize that I've arrived because it takes more than a magazine to kill my vibe. Going back to what you were saying about the, you know, uh, just the reviews, you know, him saying he's lazy with his songs. It's just like, no, it's going to take more of a magazine shot to vibe magazine. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 he was very sensitive about his music. And one of the first artists to really, you know, let that be very vocal about, no, you're wrong. <laughs> this is a great album or you're wrong. I deserve this award. You know, he was very vocal and not afraid to tell people like, I disagree with you not believing I'm as great as I think I am. Right. And you know, he's basically talking about the critiques of the magazines at the time talking about, you know, uh, if he uses a ghostwriter or not, uh, for his lyrics, you know, yeah. uh, he says, uh, I write my own rhymes. I, I write my own, I write my own rhymes. Sort of, I think um, it means I forgot better I, things that you ever thought of. Right, right, right. And that was an excellent, uh, comeback. So I, I really like the song. Uh, I don't, I think it's, I think it's better than the remix, but I know you really like the remix. Jay-Z. Jay-Z comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then, finally, the bonus track. Well, no, not the bonus track. The actual last track. The actual last track. The hidden track, which should have remained hidden. No. Because I did not like late I like either. It. I'll be late for that. I'll be late for that. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that track. So if you want to take it away, you're more than welcome to. But I don't like the production on the album. I 
<laughs> you feel like this was the lazy track. This this was really lazy for me. The production was lazy. The wordplay wasn't too um, too too intelligent. It was just it was just okay. I relate to this song because I too have been late for that. <laughs> it's just like everything he says, like stuffy blood clot crying. I was flying, made it to school barely enough time to sign in. Yeah, I heard the alarm. Yeah, I heard you, mom. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be broke when I'm 31. You know, it, it, it's so just looking back at the lyrics and, you know, he was right. Like, he, right. he, he could have been a bum. He could have been a 31-year-old college dropout bum, but thankfully he had a plan. But it just goes to show you may not be going at everybody else's speed, but as long as you arrive, it doesn't matter if you get there late or get there not on the same time span as everybody else. You know, it, it's it's just, he did have one line in there I hated. What was that? Like, old folks pissing, I guess it all depends. I have to listen to it in the context of the song because I don't even know how that even makes sense. Just throw this at the end if I'm too late for the intro. We'll make it from a student loans to a benzo. Like old folks pissing, I guess it all depends. Oh. Yeah, and that wraps up our... <laughs> no, 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 no. And there's another line, but I kind of like it still. And it's just like, what would you do for a Klondike or two dykes that look Christina Milian like? <laughs> And I, was, I do remember that. I'll be on time for that. <laughs> I didn't think of a line that could rhyme with that. <laughs> yeah, well. That is a great verse because it's like, yeah, it's important shit that you're usually late to on in your life, but let it be some bullshit like a threesome, and you will definitely make the time to arrange that. And you don't even have to justify it because it just goes without saying. It's it's one of those honest songs like addiction for me. Like he's he's telling you like these are his shortcomings as a responsible adult, but he's still going to make it there in his own way. Okay, that's fair. I just, just re-listen to the track. I'll, I'm I'll sure re- you will relate to it. To it, yeah. Because uh, you're also very late sometimes. <laughs> Okay. I'm joking. You're very punctual. Yeah, okay. Well, I also wanted to add it that I don't think it's on YouTube anymore, but Kanye has an orchestration of a lot of the tracks on this album. Late orchestration. Yes, uh, where he performs overseas in London, I believe. And it's just excellent. It's beautiful. Um, So another thing I wanted to add is the orchestration of this album was uh, beautiful. Um, he does this over in London, uh, with a London symphony, I believe. And it's just a really good concert that he puts on. Now he does perform some songs from his first album, but when I heard gone, uh, one of the songs that John Michael and I really enjoyed orchestrated, I said, this man is a genius. Never before in hip hop, I'm not saying it has not been done, but never before in hip hop have I seen an artist say, you know what? I put my heart and soul in production and those blood, sweat and tears over the song. Yes. But you know what? Let's 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 forget all that for a second. Scrap it all. (laughs) Let's scrap it all. Let's go over to London. Let's get an orchestra and have a whole symphony. Just play my music. You're talking about that, but people do not understand how you have to break down every song and then build it back up. Right. Like a lot of these, a lot of the songs are samples. Right. So there's no sheet music for what he created. They had to go back and reproduce this and create it. He had to sit there with a composer and then work on that with him song by song to create this. And it's incredible to look back. It's it's par for the course today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm when when I listen to that on YouTube, it, well, it was available on YouTube. I'm not sure now. It is just absolutely chilling to listen to. And then a, plus there's like a small making of somewhere of this actual concert. Yeah, yeah that's it, what I'm talking about. Yeah, Watching yeah. Kanye work with this orchestra right and these are majority you know white folk you know listening to jesus walk trying to 
come up with a way to put it together and make it, you know, orchestrated. You know, when Kanye is in the studio, you know, putting a song together, he's like, well, I want to press this button. I want to use these strings. Now they actually have to go find comparable strings to what he just, uh, maybe a random button that he pressed yeah. in the studio. So, I mean, this just so interesting and the fact that he's willing to take the time out and say no this is what I want to hear I like this and then getting feedback from somebody else and say okay well we can use this for the percussion we can use this for the strings we can use this for the brass etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just beautiful really a marvel of uh, you know music making musicianship yeah <laughs> musicianship is that a word that is a word look it up your musicianship no, I'm going to look, look that it up. up, please. Okay, I went to Paseo Academy of the Fine and Performing Arts. Musicianship. Eric will now define musicianship. Musicianship. Now, skills as a musician. He dazzled the audience with his superb musicianship. In other words, Kanye West dazzled the audience with his prime musicianship. Correct? He did. So I was using it correctly. correctly. So what do we have to say? I apologize, JM. Apologies accepted. You are a living, breathing dictionary. You know, I could have played you like Kanye West and just yelled at you and said, you but don't you know. Didn't. You ain't got the answers, Eric. I'm you ain't got the answers. I'm so glad that you did not. I am Steve Jobs. Walt Disney. Okay. Gandhi. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, Jesus. thank you for joining us today on this episode of Urban Alchemy Podcast as we talked about one of our beloved albums, Late Registration. Uh, just let us know if you'd like us to continue and talk about further projects from Mr. West. I think we Mr. still. Mr. West. I still think we have graduation to talk about. I think that's one of the. Yeah, I think we're going to cap off and then move to another artist before we just go drink the Kanye Kool-Aid. <laughs> We've got a lot of exciting things coming up on Urban Alchemy podcast. So to stay up to date, please like, share and subscribe to the Facebook group on Facebook. And anything else that you'd like to add or talk about, Mr. Banks? No, I'm just I want to thank everybody out there for continuously tuning in to us each and every week. You know, we are doing a lot here on the show and we can as we continue to grow and advance and progress, we just have to remember who our day ones are and it is each and every one of you guys. So, for all the people out there who are supporting online and telling friends and sharing everything I do truly appreciate it. And please continue to support because we will only grow uh, with your support. So that's all I got. And with that being said, I am Eric Hawthorne. And I'm Jan Banks. And thank you for tuning in to Urban Alchemy Podcast. Until next time. That's right. We'll catch you all later. Peace.